Welcome to the Finishing Well podcast, where we encourage seasoned believers to find meaningful ways to impact their world for the kingdom of God. Whether you're 65 and up or not quite there yet, everyone can begin preparing to finish well. Now, here's your host, Randy Hess, with the founder of Finishing Well Ministries, Hal Habecker. Greetings, everyone. Welcome back to Finishing Well Ministries. It's a podcast that Finishing Well Ministries feels is useful for those of us who are in our aging fourth quarter years, but also for those of us who are younger than that and thinking about what our life is going to be. And so we welcome all of you to this podcast. My name is Randy Hess, and I'm here with the founder of Finishing Well Ministries, Hal Habaker. And we are, again, glad to be talking with each other uh, about a topic that we feel might be interesting, but we're also glad you're here with us. Uh, hi, Hal. How are you doing today? I'm wonderful, Randy. It's great to be here with you again. And, and think of your introduction. I had lunch last week with a friend. He is uh, about 60-ish. And he says to me, he says, Hal, I'm afraid to retire. I don't know what I'll do if I don't have a job to go to. So you mentioned you people may not be retired, but you're thinking about this season of your life. And Finishing Well Ministry, God has called us to be a spark in people's lives, to make a difference for God, and to develop an intentional idea, a reality of what God wants out of our lives in these last, if you're 60 and you live to 90, the last three decades, whatever it is, you know, God numbers our days and our mission is to jump in and be effective for him in the latter years of our life. So uh, we want to talk about individuals today. Uh, talk about that, Randy, a little bit, and let's launch into this topic. Well, I think we do, Hal, in the sense that uh, uh, some have chosen to jump in and have found that 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 the message of finishing well in their fourth quarter or their senior senior years of their life is a very appealing message. So here we would we would we just thought it would be um, useful and helpful to talk about some of those champions uh, with the audience today in that um, there's no specific model or approach to finishing well that makes you a champion. It could be doing just about anything. As we've said over and over again, uh, we don't expect anybody to finish well by going back to school, by getting more degrees, by getting a certain kind of job, by joining a certain kind of organization, by starting a certain kind of ministry. None of that. We expect you to finish well by, first of all, relating and knowing your relationship is strong with the Lord. and. If it needs some, some, uh, just some bolstering, you know, use use some time to do that and get closer to the Lord. But then also just looking around and looking around at what is around uh, you that uh, you feel could use something that you could help provide in one of the gifts you have. Uh, that could be a, just about anything. So we want to talk about a few of those people, Hal, don't we, who have done that. And, uh, you know, they didn't need anybody to, in, to, to, to tell them to do it, to invite them to do it, to uh, do anything other than follow their heart 
as they think about finishing well. So let's just talk about a few of those, Hal, and maybe in the talk, in the, in the, in the in back and forth on what these people are doing, uh, others can see how they can do the same thing. I'd love to, Randy. Uh, let me in- introduce you to Joe McElhaney, Dr. Joe McElhaney. He lives here in Frisco. He spent most of his life in Austin, rearing his family, being an OBGYN. And, and one of the things about Joe that uh, I want to emphasize, when you think about what God wants you to do in your latter years, look at what he has already done in the past. You know, there's, there's, a, there's, a tru- there's a truism looking at the archaeology of your life in a real sense sets you up to do something along those lines for the rest of your life. So Joe was a practicing OBGYN, and God used him back then in his practice to begin an organization called the Medical Institute for Sexual Health. So when he retires, he begins to throw himself into this ministry even more. And by the way, we have two podcasts with Joe in our history. You'd have to check Buzzsprout or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast, but you could listen to those. But what he has done, he is doing something now at the age of, get this, 87, almost full time uh, out of his past. And he is developing this national organization for sexual health. And and they want to see the whole United States culture impacted in terms of being sexually responsible, in terms of the biblical values of sexuality. And he wants to see this permeate our culture with a Christian voice. And I want to say, Joe, that's incredible. I mean, you're, you're doing something which you have done out of your life, and now you're making an impact for Christ that's even broader and more, uh, more imaginative and intentional, you might say, than anything he's ever done in the past. Does that sound? I mean, that's I it. think that's what that, God wants to do with our lives. Yeah, that sure is. And, it, and there is so much that can be done using our gifts that will make an impact whether we think they sometimes will or not, but in this case, we know it's going to make a positive impact way beyond Joe. Well, it's, it's unique. I think all of us, God wants us to look at our lives and see what he has done. And out of that, he continues. I mean, I don't think he does something. I mean, he may, he may lead people to do something totally different, a 180 than what they have done. But I think you start that process by looking at the history of your life, what your gifts are, and develop a sense of mission and purpose that may continue out of that. Yeah. Yep. So let's go to a second one. Uh, we talked yep. in a previous podcast about Mike and Pam Grayson. What is it strikes you, Randy, about how God is working in their lives as an example? Well, we, we both know Mike pretty well because Mike has been a big part of um, a big encourager and a big fan of Finishing Well Ministries for quite a few years. And so we know him well. We know Pam, too. And we know that they go to a church that is a very large church in the Frisco area that they have, uh, they have initiated and sold, if you want to call it that, a finishing well process in that church. 
through taking groups of people through the seven seven essentials of finishing well and have continued to shepherd that process and the people that are going through it uh, all, you know, for the last couple of years, Hal. I mean, a bunch of different people. And uh, so they have been uh, champions in our mind of the, the of what we hoped could be a process that would speak to the senior contingent of churches, and it has their big time. It really has. Uh, I want to point you uh, as a listener, if you go to our website and look at videos, you will discover there's a 35-minute interview with Mike Grayson about the value of discernment and thinking ahead to your latter years, addressing issues in our culture. It's a very penetrating interview, and uh, you take time to listen to it. Go to our website and find it. It makes all the difference in the world. And, of course, Mike has a vision for this personally. He wants to finish well. He still works full-time, but he's emerging. I mean, he's embracing the next season of his life, and he and his wife are doing it together in a marvelous way. So. a third example, uh, introduce us, uh, Randy, to John Sparks and say a little well, John, bit about what God's doing in his life. <laughs> John is uh, another uh, member, shall we say, uh, longstanding of a group of finishing well-minded uh, gentlemen who were meeting uh, for the last few years. How you encouraged that and uh, sparked it. And uh, John was, has been a member of that and has, as a result of the impact on him personally, has decided to help us in several different ways. And one of those ways, John helped us. How, because of his, he used the gifts that he has in his background to help create videos of people finishing well for us to use on our website, finishingwell.org. He has. So go to our website and list at our vi- uh, look at our video resources. And I think John has recorded seven different episodes of people who are doing just what we're talking about in their own lives, in their own churches. They're all different, but it's fascinating. So here's John using his gifts. But that's not all he's doing. What else is he no, doing, Randy? No, there's, a, there's another part of what John decided has done, has decided to do with his skills and capabilities. He has started a finishing well, uh, seven essential course, if you want to call it that, in his neighborhood for people, for, for men in this case. He has met walking the dog, <laughs> of all things, walking the dog around the neighborhood and just saying hi and greeting people and just saying, you know, hey, how are you doing? What are you doing? You know, getting to know them a little bit and then just saying, I'm thinking about starting a group. Would you be interested in coming to my house for, uh, I think, for snacks or something, but also to talk about finishing well? And he tells them a little bit about that. And how he has had up to 15 or 20 people, men, at his house doing that. Uh, he had to I mean, during COVID, it was very, very, very difficult. But he has uh, started it back up with a new group. And uh, 
that's grown to 10, 12, 15 people, I think. So he just, John has been relentless in pursuing, um, I guess you'd say pursuing a vision or a goal he has that the Lord has put on his heart to do something in the finishing well area and has been, if, if I guess you could say also another word we like is persevering in that goal. And I, I just love the, that story right there. I just love the way it's grown out of his life. He walks the dog every day, you know, twice, three yeah. times, you, you know, and he meets people in his neighborhood. So God gave him this idea. Well, why don't we meet together and talk about the aging process? And he has simply used the seven essentials as a springboard to get into all of that. So what they do, they they meet once a month and they have had, uh, what, five, six years now, including yeah. working through COVID, uh, where yeah. they gather a group of men. Uh, he and his wife, Sandy, do the meal usually every yeah. every month. And it, it's making a huge difference in the lives of those people. I just can't applaud it uh, enough. It's, so it's then, just it's, it's a double impact, Hal. It's an impact on the individual, but it's also an impact on the neighborhood. Yes. You know, and the friendships you've developed. It's just amazing. So let's talk about another guy. His name is John Sale. Uh, you want to Glenn. introduce us to Glenn's, John? Yeah, Glenn. I mean, Glenn Sale. Yeah, I'm sorry, Glenn. Yeah. yeah. Well, Glenn uh, is also a gentleman who has been a part of our uh, Finishing Well uh, lunch group that we've had for years and years. And uh, came to Hope Center to do that. And Glenn has, without talking to anybody about it or uh, discussing it much, has just went to um, went out to establish a relationship with medical facilities, how or hospitals around the area. He had a uh, the Lord put on his heart a burden to try to encourage people in hospitals who are going through tough times uh, there after surgery, there for various purposes. And he, he thought he could cheer them up a little bit uh, because John or Glenn, excuse me, has a uh, interesting uh, little gift that has nothing to do with what he, he did earlier in his life. But it's just a hobby gift that he has been able to put together playing the ukulele. And he plays the ukulele and has developed a ditty. I call it a ditty, Hal. Uh, you may have a better name for it. Uh, that is a bit of a rhyme and a song that he has asked various hospitals, but primarily one that he goes to. And is asked to get on the schedule that they bring in people to do exactly that, to encourage and be available as a, a resource team to go around and help people feel more encouraged. And Glenn goes around and does that room by room, asking someone if they could use a visit for a second. And um, first, the hospital has to approve that or the medical facility before anything is done. But they approved it, and he has to go and ask if anybody wants to see somebody. And he goes in, and he, he plays the ukulele, ukulele and does a little song for them that uh, is short and sweet, 
but cheers them up. It makes them laugh, Hal. It's, it's, we've seen him do it. And it is amazing how powerful that, like maybe I'm going to say a 90 second or 30 or 60 second tune can be to cheer somebody up. They go from being uh, kind of just down and sad to laughing and just wanting to talk with him more about why he's there, what sparked that, and why he does what he does. And where does he get his strength from? And stuff like that, Hal. It just, you know, it's an excellent opportunity for Glenn to say, well, you know, uh, I guess I look to the Lord to do that. And uh, and it starts a conversation that would never have started otherwise. So he loves going around just room to room. You know, he has no schedule, no, no, no specific uh, uh, number or agenda he has to get. It's not a paid position, if you will. The Lord is the pay in this. And Glenn is doing a great job with that. He's a volunteer at a major hospital here in Dallas, and he was assigned a floor. And they say, go encourage people. They give him a little cart, books, magazines on it. And he just goes and visits people and sings this song. Had nothing to do with his life before he retired. He had an entirely different thing. So not he's contrary to Joe. Joe had a skill that he brought with him all of his life. He's now using that. Uh, John did not have that skill, or Glenn did not have that. He's doing something totally different. And by the way, he is now immersing himself as a teacher for community Bible study in his church and in his community. So he's got a lot of gifts, and God is using him in marvelous ways intentionally to finish well and help others to finish well. And by the way, we have a video uh, on our website. There's a video of that ministry, but God has moved him on to something different, but, you know, explore what it is that God wants you to do. So uh, we have one more we want to talk about. Uh, It's fascinating to me how God leads us. This last person, her name is Verdell Davis Kreischer. She's been a friend of mine, I want to say, for 35, 40 years. And long before I ever got into Finishing Well Ministries, God led me into this or led us into this, I have known them. Her first husband died in an airplane crash decades ago. I remember being at his memorial service. I knew that she remarried, but she's a very insightful person and has written extensively on hardship in life. And now she is 85. Her husband is, his health is changing and failing. So she has found herself at uh, the last four decades of life thinking about how God is using her, how he wants to use her in her marriage, in her family, in her church, with her writing. And she's a person that has incredible insights into the, the process of life. So she she has been a consistent encouragement to me. She has opened a door in her church, Park City's Baptist Church here in Dallas, and they are now using the seven essentials. But what she, her gift is encouraging women, encouraging marriages, and discerning what God is doing in finishing well. And she says this to me. She says, how this is a whole new season in my life. I'm 85. I've never lived here before. 
But she is talking about it. She's encouraging others. She's encouraging me. And we sit and talk and process this. And she's making a difference in her life through what is happening, through her giftedness, through the changes in her life. And she doesn't hesitate to talk about these individually. It's one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. She's just a gifted servant of God and what she's about. That's an amazing story, Hal. You know, in these examples, I guess you'd say that we just went through, um, there's a different approach and a different, uh, uh, if you, uh, burden that has been created in these, in each of them through, through their relationship with the Lord and, and the, the Holy Spirit guiding them. And so what we hope in giving out to our listeners uh, a quick summary of this is that you will uh, or have enjoyed learning about what people do and how they kind of get into it or decide they want to get into it uh, from hearing or thinking about what they want to do in their fourth quarter and finishing well message. But also, I think the idea is that you cannot. Uh, come to a conclusion that there's a one best way to do this. There are many, many different ways to skin the cat. And we hope that you've heard just in these few uh, a message of, uh, hey, uh, you know, all it takes is a small spark in me or uh, in us or in my me and my friends to get something going and to make it really worthwhile, really worthwhile to us in our aging years. Something that just is going to pay back many times over, even though you're not doing it for that reason. Maybe that payback is not something you uh, want to talk about, but there is a joy that comes in this how for these contributors. And the joy is provided by the Lord. It's beyond what we can do for each other. It's beyond anything. So we're just going to say we want only to talk about this kind of subject to encourage each of you out there to just have an open mind about what gifts mean to you, what what hobbies, what capabilities you have that that you'd like to use further and that you'd like to have be an inspiration to other people because in doing so, you will inspire not only them, but you'll inspire yourself. Uh, great insights, Randy. I hope we uh, take heed to the encouragement you give us. Uh, let me wrap it up in two things. I think of Romans eight fourteen. those who are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. The Spirit of God wants to use you and me uniquely to the person he made us to be, Ephesians 2, 10, the works he created for us. So follow the Spirit. A second thought I had uh, in the past several weeks, you know, the the revival at Asbury College has been prevalent on the news media. So as I think about that, I'm familiar with Asbury College and what God has done there. And I believe it's a significant aspect of his work in our country today. But I, I, here's what I thought, Randy. What does God want to do in reviving aging people for a, a res- 
resume a passion for the spirit of God in the latter years of their life as a result mm-hmm. of this, this revival in Asbury. What does God want to do in your church through a group of aging people uh, who have discerned God leading in their lives? You know, would he want to use us in our individual churches for his purpose is to bring a sense of revival, even amongst us, amongst your son, Sunday school class, amongst your Bible study group in the evenings or wherever it is. So I hope you'll think about that. And I think about that and how God wants to use me and Vicki and me in our lives to encourage others. So take a note of these people and may their tribe increase. And maybe God has something special for you. So thanks, Randy. Again, uh, we love being with you. If you have an idea, send us, send it our way. Pray for Finishing Well Ministries. God has jogged you in any particular way. Write me at hal at finishingwellministries.org or randy at finishingwellministries.org and pray for us that God would use us in a strong way in these important days and years of our lives. May God bless you. Thank you for listening to the Finishing Well podcast. We hope you're encouraged by today's conversation to continue living out your God-given purpose. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts, or you can find us at finishingwellministries.org slash podcast. And don't forget to follow us on social media at Finishing Well Ministries. We'll see you next time.